What's up, guys? Welcome back to another new episode. Now, I know you guys haven't heard an episode in a long time, and I just checked. It's been four weeks. I can't even believe it's been that long. First off, let me explain. It's not that I'm quitting. I'm definitely not doing that. It's just been a crazy, crazy ride. So let me catch you guys up. I had my birthday on June 20th, so that weekend I went back to Houston, and so I was quite busy, and honestly, I was going to make an episode the week following that, and a few lazy days later, it became almost July 4th, and I ended up flying to San Francisco to see family, and went on a little Yosemite trip, and now we're back in Austin finally, and I finally have a weekend to sit down and record. I think... It's been crazy this month, June, especially in Texas and all parts of the U.S. It seems like everything's getting back to normal. Things are opening up. Uh, I do have a special episode that I wanted to release for my birthday weekend. It was 12 pieces of advice as I turned 24. I was trying to do 24, but honestly, I couldn't think of 24. But I might do a part two uh, and, and maybe shape that around more career kind of advice. But yeah, with that being said, let's jump right in. All right, so back in the room recording back in Austin. It's really good to be back. I can't believe it's been four weeks, like I said in the introduction. It honestly didn't feel that long, and I know I'm a procrastinator, but geez, I I definitely failed you guys on this one, so please forgive me. I was definitely thinking about you guys the whole time, and honestly, I'm so thankful for those who are going to listen to this one and continue to listen. Uh, Just be aware that in the future, I will be doing these bi-weekly. I do have some big announcements coming up in August. I'm really excited to talk about them. But for now, things are pretty normal. I am finishing up my finance development program at Dell, and I'm just trying to enjoy the summer. It's honestly going to go by. So for those listening, countdown. It's only a few weeks left of summer. So get your hot girl summer in. Go get your tan in and go swim while it's still the summer. (laughs) And so I wanted to shape this episode mostly around some advice that I was thinking about as I just recently turned 24. It honestly feels crazy to think about it like that. I graduated from high school six years ago. I graduated from college two years ago, and I've been alive for more than two decades. It's, It's insane how time passes so fast, and it just keeps on going, and it doesn't wait for you at all. So just for those listening, I'm going to walk through each of these pieces of advice and explain why I think they're valuable. I won't spend a ton of time because I'm sure uh, there's a lot to go through. But that being said, I felt like the first one on top of mind when I was turning 24 was it's okay to get emotional. It's okay to get mad, upset, sad, or even depressed. It's totally okay. These emotions are all part of the human experience and sincerely make you stronger and better. And when I was writing this, I was thinking about in the past, especially when I was younger, I would get very emotional. And I definitely think that sometimes emotions can be terrible and and hold you back from making logical decisions and being rational, right? But when I reflect on my experiences, whether I was in high school or college or even just 
a year ago when I first started my job, I think about all these negative emotions and and of course I have many, many more positive emotions and recollections. But when I think about these moments of weakness, if you will, I, I remember the struggle and the pain and I I learn a lot from those kind of experiences. And you know, not that they made me more pessimistic by any means. They just made me stronger, at least in terms of, you know, mental strength and just the context and experience to persevere if I ever had to go through a very similar situation in the future. I think that's what I'm trying to express here is that those painful experiences, those moments of just sadness are okay. Just remind yourself of the positive and happy memories you have and surround yourself with people who are positive who will bring you up when you're feeling down or who will emotionally be ready to support you I think is is part of that obviously you don't want to always continue bathing in these negative emotions but don't dread them accept them grow from them and and learn from them I think they're part of what the human experience truly is and I feel passionate about that because a lot of social media makes out life to be, you know, half glass full and you should always be happy and perceive the world in optimism. And I think that's a part of it, but there's always going to be a flip side. There's always going to be your yin to your yang and your black to your white. And I think that's just part of it. And so just a reminder that these are very normal emotions to feel at whatever stage in life and age that you are. With that being said, like I mentioned earlier, the second piece of advice Appreciate, appreciate the time you have with your family, loved ones, and friends. Be present and engaged when you guys are together. You'll realize how quickly time goes by, like I mentioned, and how important those little moments are. That point being present. I think a lot of the times you can hang out with your friends and family. You can scroll on your phone. You can think about other things. And you can distract yourself from being present in that moment. And this is something I'm continuing to work on. I'm definitely not perfect in this. But when I make plans or when I set time with friends or family, that is time for us and only us. Not for our phones, not for other people that you're texting, but to truly connect and immerse yourself with the people that you are physically around. I think that's the best part of being alive and being uh, a human being is being able to have those vulnerable conversations and and deep talks, if you will. And so just a reminder, time goes by. Again, I'm 24. I don't even feel like it. So just cherish those little moments in person, really be engaged. So moving on to the third piece of advice. I know I said before, it's okay to be sad. But at the same time, it's really, really good to be optimistic or at least try to stay positive when things get tough. Because like I mentioned, that's a part of the human experience and and advice one. But I think what has helped me persevere through my personal and professional struggles is that point of optimism and is that on the other side, uh, it will be better. And in the future, things will be fine. Because in the moment, your emotions take over and worst case scenarios pop up throughout your head. So that's something I find is very helpful uh, to think about. And going on to number four, surround yourself with people that will bring out the best in you and challenge you when you might be wrong. And to bring you up when you're feeling down, just like I mentioned 
and point number two. And what I said in point number three about how your optimism is important, remember just like that, the people you surround yourself directly affect your energy and your vibe. So remember, that's why you should always surround yourself with people who are like-minded or at least have a point of view on life that's optimistic and that can encourage you to be the best version of yourself because that will impact both your personal and professional life. And, And I think... This one I want to stress because especially now that for us out of college, it's really hard to stay in touch with a lot of people and you really have to be decisive and intentional with the friendships you do maintain. And it's totally okay to prioritize, you know, some people over others. You just need to figure out where are the people that bring out the best in you because not everyone will and that's totally fine. But we only have such a finite amount of time and I think it's important to surround yourself with people who truly care about you, who want the best for you, and you, vice versa, do for them. And uh, I just wanted to point that out. Number five, be empathetic. Truly listen and try your best to relate to others, especially when they're seeking help. Even if it's just to listen and maybe you can't offer advice, I think that's part of what makes a really great friend. And I think in my past experiences, I've been able to foster such close relationships because of vulnerable conversations and because of these times where you need someone to listen and you don't want to just talk about sports or you don't want to just talk about stuff on the news. You want to talk about very personal issues and topics that you otherwise wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with strangers or even uh, acquaintances. I think that's what truly makes a great friend. And Really, I've, I've, I've enjoyed so much of my, my past conversations because I've always kept my door open. And so moving on to number six, I know some of these are kind of blending together, but if they do, it just means they all stack and they are all relevant. So as I move on to number six, again, it's about being vulnerable, especially with your family. So for me, I actually grew up in a very traditional upbringing my parents weren't from the U.S. and I lived in a household that had two different cultures much like many of the American-born Asian folks out here now what I learned took a long time especially took a while in college when I was having fun and last thing I want to think about were my parents or my family but trust me the sooner you're able to express yourself fully and transparently with your family the more you'll soon realize how valuable and incredible having a family is. And I think it's hard sometimes growing up as a millennial or Gen Z to realize the most important people are those that were there for you since day one. And it took me till I was 21 to really open up and to trust them and and to tell them about my personal life. And even though they might not have fully able to, you know, respond or understand or, or necessarily relate, they've given me so much more confidence and and a kind of protection if I ever need to fall back or lean on someone, I know they're there for me. And I think if you have that opportunity to truly, truly humanize your parents and, and your siblings and to be vulnerable, please do it. Because when you're growing up, It's hard to see them eye to eye because you're always the child, right? You are never on the same equal playing field. And not that I am now, 
but working and being an adult, graduating college, and having my own opinion. I know my parents are starting to view me more as an adult, and they continue to become more and more my best friends, and I I love them to death. And like I think the love I had as a child versus now is completely different, where I can have very personal conversations and 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 be transparent with them and and treat them like my friends and still respect them as my parents but i think that is like when you know you're an adult is when you see your parents for who they are and as friends because at the end of the day they only want the best for you as their children and they aren't there to antagonize you and i don't know maybe if i was just a spoiled rotten kid but definitely didn't have the best relationship with my parents but now i do and i i i freaking cherish it and so please please do the same if you can number seven conflicts are normal and happen unexpectedly so learn to be more direct and and don't try to avoid conflict in fact use every encounter as a learning opportunity for you to apply in future conflicts so I talk about this in a professional sense, but also in a personal sense. You do have disagreements in your personal life, whether you're traveling or whether something happens and you have a disagreement on what you want to do. And that could result in fallouts. That could result in friendships not lasting. But I think on both ends, it's important to learn how to navigate those conversations and not to be passive aggressive and to be direct because it saves both you and that person time and so just a very quick piece of advice it's it's something that i'm still learning and it's hard for me to be direct sometimes but that ultimately results in the best endings if you just say straight up this is what i think and this is what i want and let's work on (laughs) trying to get there and then going on number eight i think this one's really good because right now we're in such a pivotal time where we're all out of college and graduate school or what have you. We're all chasing milestones, right, or titles. But what I think is this part of our life, you know, is so ingrained with social media. It's kind of easy to just, like, compare yourself to other people. And you get the, get caught up in this wanting more and more kind of cycle. And so you keep chasing and delaying your happiness this way where you associate okay, once I get this promotion, I'll be happy. Once I have this base salary, I'll be happy. Or once I have this nice car, I'll be happy. If that sounds familiar, definitely check yourself. Because I think when we live in this American world, we chase after that American dream of building a better life or wanting more, getting more. And especially immigrant parents, they only want the best for you. Where we don't, they don't want you to struggle like they did. And they want you to have nice things. But that's not truly what is going to define the most happiest moments of your life or make you feel happy, you know, when you're retiring or when you're reflecting. Okay, I have these nice things. I have Rolexes and Gucci belts. So what? These are all very tangible kind of milestones and, and items. But at the end of the day, I think what's important is to keep in mind uh, kind of growth mentality I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, but I think what keeps me going and moving forward is this notion of like continuing to learn, continuing to better myself, almost like gamifying my life in the most positive way where I see myself level up once I get to this, you know, next promotion, 
but not because I need more money or because I want the title, but it's more like a challenge to me. And it, it makes my life more exciting. I think it makes the whole experience of working a nine to five more meaningful in my eyes. Because again, everyone have walks a different path and progresses at a different pace. And when I see my efforts and my time, you know, output, you know, a nice, nice, you know, bonus, whatever, or, or promotion, it's always great. But at the end of the day, it's about that learning and about that growing experience where I'm feeling challenged at work. I'm really using my brain. I'm making an impact. I think at the end of the day, we all want to connect to our work. And as long as you have that, I think that will be a perpetual driver of success in your career. I think that's honestly how some of the most successful people got to where they were. Not because they were chasing the bag, though it helps to chase the bag because it gives you direction. They were chasing something higher and they had motivation that was very internally intrinsic if you will and so just want to call that out number nine please don't be too hard on yourself like i said number eight it's really easy to compare yourself and honestly i grew up with a lot of insecurities and i had too many expectations for myself luckily my parents didn't have as many expectations for me but i definitely definitely compare myself too much and i didn't love myself as much as i should have and I didn't really embrace my flaws or weaknesses. And I really focused a lot on the negatives and cons. And I think that's part of being optimistic. But be, don't be hard on yourself. Love yourself. Remember, there's only one of you in this entire world. Even if you're a twin or a triplet, you are unique. And you, no matter what flaws you see, are perfect. Because... No one can tell you otherwise. And honestly, the only person who cares the most about yourself will always be you. So love yourself, treat yourself fairly, and embrace every flaw and, and everything you see that you don't like about yourself. Because I know there's probably someone out there who does like that about you. And going on number 10, I talked about this in a previous episode. I talked about this in a previous episode. But the earlier you can start learning about personal finance, the better. Start with budgeting, understand your spending habits, and then start building your credit history. Begin learning about investing and building up assets such as real estate, stock, whatever. And if you have passions that you can monetize, start thinking about how to use them to diversify your income stream. So we all know a corporate job is nine to five. In most jobs, whether you're a doctor, um, you know, in construction, whatever, those are your, going to be your main income streams. And so when I talk about diversifying, it's being able to find other ways to make money so that one day you're not solely dependent on one job. And that's just, you know, mitigating any kind of risk as such as losing that job and then you're out of money completely. I think that's the scariest part. And, and then with any recession, that's something you have to think about. So the earlier you start, the faster you can retire, and you can be less dependent on each paycheck, right? So the earlier you start caring about your personal finance and budgeting and learning about this stuff, the faster you can retire, and the safer you can retire, because it's nothing's guaranteed. We don't know if Social Security is going to be around. We don't know what kind of um, social programs will be around to help us when we're you know, too old to move. So you always have to think proactively and balance spending now for your personal happiness with hey having some 
money in the bank for when you retire. I think it's always a good balance. You don't have to do any kind of fire tactics or what have you where you are eating ramen every day and, and you're kind of miserable, but you're thinking about the long-term picture. Um, but uh, definitely find a balance and, and, and try to be smart with your money because that will help you a long way. Number 11, be spontaneous and take calculated risks. So what I mean is like, don't go and like, oh, shoot, my friend wants to go here. All right, next day I'm going to go there. You don't have to be one of those YouTubers that, you know, spontaneously, uh, you know, jump out of a plane or like, oh, surprise someone with a, a new car. Like, I don't mean like spontaneous like that, but be able to be uncomfortable and, and take those kind of risks that have a positive upside. And, and what I mean is like, you don't always want to take the safe route do things that are the same and and that just gets boring and that gets kind of repetitive and and you sort of don't grow on a personal level. And so whether it's taking a job in a new city or state or, you know, taking a risk and trying a new career path that you might not love, I think those are those kind of risks that make sense as if you were to stay where you were now, you would be not regretful, but you would definitely be curious as to what ha- what would have happened had I taken that chance? And so take those calculated risks, do it because you only live once. And as long as it's not like a crazy, like gambling kind of risk, and there is like, a, you know, a good payoff potentially, and it doesn't hurt to try, like, why not? Right? Especially if you're not married, or you don't have kids, it's always good to do that. So like, go take that job in Singapore, you know, go for it. Um, and then lastly, number 12, um, don't get caught up on acting how you think others want you to please live the life that you want to. I think that is so, so, so important. I think a lot of us maybe think kind of we're living in like this imposter syndrome. Like, are we supposed to be here? Is this really our life? And what are we really supposed to do? Or, oh, this is how I think my parents want me to live. I think it's easy to be distracted from what really matters to you. And I think it's hard to spend time to really reflect and think about, okay, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Like, I don't know a lot of people that have a definitive dream or dream job necessarily, but what gets you excited or gets you passionate or like riled up, like really take some time to think about it and think about, okay, how can I turn this into a passion project or, okay, how do people make money off of this? Like you don't have to go zero to 100 and try to monetize on that passion. And maybe you can't even define your true passion, but figure out what you don't like maybe as a start and then piece together what you do like. And then you can build a career and lifestyle that can get closer to that passion or our desired outcome. But you can't get there unless you have somewhere to start. And so just start thinking about it. I think This is something I'm challenging myself with more and more. I do like corporate finance. I do like tech. But do I see my end game here? Do I see that there? That's where I need to start thinking like, what is it that I want to see in my lifetime that I do um, that really resonates with, with what I'm passionate about? And right now with this podcast and what I'm doing right now, I, I really do feel a strong resonation with this. But what about my main 9 to 5 gig? That's that's something I really do need to touch on. Well, those were only 12 pieces of advice. I think I still owe you guys another 12. 
We'll see if I can think of them. I will say I will start making episodes bi-weekly now. I wanted to do this after the summer is over, but honestly, a lot of things are happening in my personal and professional life that has definitely gotten me busy. I, I, I can't commit to weekly anymore, to be honest. And I know I am shattering hundreds of thousands of hearts. I'm joking. Maybe like a handful of people actually listen consistently. But nevertheless, thank you for tuning in again. And I hope you guys like this episode. Please remember to check in bi-weekly. So every two weeks on Monday, I will have a new episode. And stay tuned for very, very exciting changes to come. I keep hinting at this, but you guys will see very soon. But thank you so much again for listening. Signing off now here. Best regards, Brian. Brian.